Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Hey, thanks Grace. Fantastic. An attitude of gratitude. It's great to position our hearts right, isn't it? We're so happy that you've chosen to meet with us today. Thanks for making the time to join together with us. Who knows nothing takes God by surprise. It's amazing, isn't it? All the things going on around us. I guess we would never have predicted them. But it's such a comfort, isn't it, to know that nothing takes God by surprise. All these sort of things around us, when they happen, sometimes it worries us, sometimes it concerns us. But we can draw on the the fact that God knows what's going on and he has a great plan for us. So the past few weeks in our message series, we've been sharing on a series called The Unshakables. And we've been looking at what it looks like to live an unshakable life looking at some of the foundations or building blocks of what that's going to be. And uh, the, the key passage for this uh, series is drawn from Jesus' words in Luke 6, verses 46 to 49, where Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord and not do the things that I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I'll show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house, who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on earth with no foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. So Jesus is saying here that hearing and not doing is shaky ground. I guess probably all of us would say, yeah, we want to build our lives on solid ground. We, we, We want to build our lives on a firm foundation, yeah? I guess as we look around us at the moment, all the more so. We know that when Jesus told this passage, I guess as he, what he says in this passage is that the storms of life will come, the flood will arise, as we're seeing around us today for a lot of people. And when this happens, we want to find that a life has been built on a firm foundation, not on a sinkhole or shaky ground. And I guess this last year has been that for so many people all around the world, hasn't it? It's not just just you and I that have got challenges in our lives or um, things shaking around us. But it seems too wise to heed Jesus' words here, doesn't it, as we reflect on them? It would be wise for us to go about building a life that's not going to be shaken when the storms come. Let's just pray together this morning as we get into the word. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that it is just as applicable today as it was in the day it was written. Help us to understand your word this morning. Give us courage today, as it says in James, to be doers of your word and not just hearers of it. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We live in such a connected world today, don't we? I can pull this little thing out of my pocket and I can call just about anyone. I can look up just about anything. And it's not even just this world now, is it? I can look at what's going on on another planet. 
I can check out what some little remote control car or helicopter is doing on Mars right now. It's truly amazing. Incredible stuff. And it's such a blessing to our lives sometimes, isn't it? I guess in the last year, if you haven't already got into it, you've probably got quite familiar with online meetings, video calls, and hey, even right now, you and I, we're not in the same room, are we? Yet we're still connected together by the wonders of this technology and really cool stuff. I just find it a real blessing sometimes. Even last night, I was sitting at the kitchen bench and I was video calling with one of our sons in another state, helping him fix his car. And we can just sit there, we can chat, see what's going on and uh, share things together and help each other out. It's really good. Even last, uh, a couple of months ago at work, I was asked to do some more training on a, on a new aeroplane. And instead of jumping on a plane and flying overseas, I stayed home. And every evening, I walked into my desk, turned on the computer, and I could join a class online in the USA and interact with all the guys there, learn all the same things. Fantastic stuff. Truly incredible, isn't it, when you think about it? Such a blessing to be able to connect with other people doing things like that. But I think for all this connectivity and for all the usefulness and the blessing it brings to our lives, I don't know about you, but there's still no substitute for the real thing, is there? Being with one another. I know that when I'm far away from family and friends, whatever moments I'm going through, I often wish that they were there with me so we could share that moment together face to face. And if people call me up with a problem or questions or things like that, challenges in their lives, I really wish I was there with them to work through that, to pray through that with them together. And I think we can spend all our lives in this connectivity, you know, like so much screen time. I can be doing so much stuff here. But in reality, I'm still actually quite isolated, am I? aren't I? I choose whether I actually relate with someone else. I choose how much time I spend with them. I'm, so, I'm just feeding myself on a screen. I'm still quite isolated and alone. And I realised in those moments that I was actually made for relationship. I was made for community. I was made for face-to-face, -face, not cyberspace. So the big thought that I want to communicate to you today is that the unshakable life is committed to the family of God. I don't know what comes to mind for you when you think about family. I guess it'd be reasonable to assume that some people have had a pretty good family and others, it's probably quite the opposite. And relating to other people is one of those key challenges in our lives, isn't it? How we choose to do that. Um, can either bring us a lot of joy or sometimes a lot of pain. But if we go back to the beginning, we find that we're created by God for God. We see in Genesis as God's creating this amazing universe. And mankind is the centrepiece of that universe. And as God creates, he sees things are good. He creates light and dark. It's good. He creates the sky and the land and the sea, it's good. He creates growing things, plants and trees, it's good. He creates living things, it's good. And in the middle of all this creation and all these things, he declares good. 
God declares one thing not good. Do you remember what it was? What did God say was not good? Genesis 2.18, he says, It's not good that man should be alone. Did God make a mistake? All these things were good and all of a sudden something's not good. No, God just wasn't finished yet, was he? What was God's solution to man being alone? Woman. Hey, that was a great job, God. I'm super happy about that. <laughs> really happy about that. So right there from the beginning, we see that God made us for relationship with himself and with others. God walked with Adam in the garden, didn't he? And it's an amazing thought, isn't it? Walking with God each afternoon. God would be there to walk with Adam. They worked together in the garden as well. God just didn't have us hanging out there just looking at screens on our phones. They had work to do together. He declared it was not good for us to be alone. So we see we're designed for community and we're going to be at our best in a God-centred community with God at the centre. We see that all through the Old Testament. We see this story of God establishing community and communion with people, with him at the centre. He calls them to follow his ways, to learn more about him together. As we move on to the New Testament, we see Jesus is still in the business of bringing people together. In his years of ministry on the earth, he walked with a tight-knit group of men and women. They shared their lives together. They shared the struggles and the victories together, didn't they? In Matthew 16, Jesus prophesies of this coming church built on who he is. And Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus responds and he says, Upon this rock, upon this revelation, he will build his church. In the Greek, that church word is ecclesia. It means community, God's community, God's family, God's citizens. We fast forward 2,000 years to today and we see this church that Jesus prophesied about. We see it in action spread across the world, built on that revelation of who he is, the truth of who he is, a church being salt and light that Jesus called us to be. It changes our lives and it changes the lives of those around us as we experience God together. See, as we journey together, our revelation of God grows as we share with one another our experience combined shapes who God's called us to be more fully. We understand more fully who God is as we share with one another. You might share with me what God's taught you and I understand a bit more about God. I might share with you a scripture that's spoken to me or an answered prayer that I received and in turn our experience of God becomes fuller. We pray for one another. We pray for our struggles. We share our struggles together. And sometimes God gives us those opportunities to work in our own character too, doesn't he? Maybe someone robbed us up the wrong way. And we look at something and go, yeah, I really probably need to fix the way I reacted to that person. That's done as we work together, isn't it? The church was designed by God to be one of our primary social communities. The great author of the last century, C.S. Lewis, 
He put it like this. He said, he works on us all in, in all sorts of ways, but above all, he works on us through each other. You see, you and I can't be all we've been designed to be without each other. I know a lot of my growth in my Christian life, both now and in the past, has been spurred on by what I've seen other people. From my upbringing in my, in, in, in my home, from my parents, as I've grown up through the church, my, my growth has been spurred on by what, I, by what I've seen in other people. The things I've seen them experience, I go, yeah, I want some more of that. I want to chase after God like that. I want to be more godly like that. Those sort of things have encouraged me. They've, got me, they've drawn me back into the word to find the truth about those things. I guess those things wouldn't have happened if I was just doing life on my own, would they? I would have been doing life in isolation. It's only what I can draw out of that experience. But with other people, that's become richer and fuller an experience of God in my life. So to build this unshakable life, you and I need to be committed to the family of God. I'd love to look a little bit more into that this morning. Let's check out a scripture in Ephesians. Paul, speaking to the Ephesian church, he says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together, grown into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So this is the church. This is Paul's description of an encouragement to the church. So I guess when the world thinks of the church, they're probably thinking of some fancy building where people turn up on a Sunday and might think of some sort of religious club or a program. But if we look at what this passage tells us, have a think about it. We're members of the household of God. We're the dwelling place of God. That's pretty significant, isn't it? It sounds like a pretty good place to build an unshakable life on, a good foundation stone. So we know the church isn't just a building, but it's a place where you and I can work out our faith together. We work out a community together. The church is nothing without the people like you and me. The church is a people. Peter describes us as living stones. You think about that picture of us being set in, being joined together into a structure, a place of shelter perhaps for other people to come to, a dwelling place for God. If you read your devotionals this week, you'll see Paul also described in 1 Corinthians 12, he described the church as a body and we're all members of that body. Each of us finds the place in that body where that body can then function healthily and correctly and be fruitful about what it does. So we know the church is a community, not just a crowd. Although it will draw a crowd sometimes. Jesus drew crowds, didn't he? A lot of people turned up just to check out what was going on, maybe to see the show. 
But out of that, other people are also drawn into the truth and the revelation of who Jesus was. I think most of all, the church is that spiritual family, members of the household of God. We're not just friends, members of the household of God. Think about that. You and I have been adopted in as brothers and sisters with a community or the family of Jesus. And church is more than Sundays, isn't it? As a family, we commit to life together. As a family, we don't just hang out one day a week. A family does life together. Sunday is an important time for us to meet together. But I get the sense that if church is just Sundays for you, you can probably still be a spectator, can't you? God wants us to be planted in this spiritual community called the church. If we want to build our lives on an unshakable foundation, one that's going to withstand those storms, that's going to be an essential foundation stone for us, this community of God, somewhere where we belong, somewhere where we matter, somewhere where we're known and we know other people. Our lives are enriched and we experience more of God as we interact with other family members. So the church is the community or the family of Jesus. Let's check out another passage in 2 Corinthians, talking again about the church and the role of the church. 1 Corinthians 2.5, Paul again speaking, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the message of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. So in the church, we're gathered around the continuing ministry of Jesus. We've been reconciled to God. And he's commissioned us to take this ministry to others. We're a community and a ministry of reconciliation. That's what we're called to be. As we worship together, we minister to one another, and we reach out to other people. As an ambassador, you're not just a member of a club, are you? An ambassador is a selected representative. A selected representative of Christ. That's what you've been called to be. That you're calling in all situations. Have a think about it. How are you representing Christ? In your home. How are you representing Christ in your workplace? How are you representing Christ when you go down to the shops? Well, you probably shouldn't be doing that this week. But Paul also describes us as the fragrance of Christ. What fragrance do you bring to the places that you go? You see, Jesus commissioned us to continue his ministry. What was that ministry? It was a ministry of comfort, a ministry of bringing liberty, a ministry of bringing healing, 
bringing freedom to people's lives. To bring that kingdom in here and now is what he called us to do. One more passage I'd like to look at this morning in Hebrews. Again, talking about what it's going to be to be committed to the family of God. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Building an unshakable life means we need to shift our thinking. It's our default to be me thinking, isn't it? We think about me, what's going to suit me, what do I want to do? We need to shift our thinking, as the writer of the Hebrews has said, to we thinking, to think about us, to think about together. Our church family is a great place for us to grow in that thinking, isn't it? That's the essence of what Jesus has called us to do. A community focused on Jesus is not just going to think about me, it's going to think about we. It's going to look outwards. The writer here of Hebrews calls us to consider. Consider means to to notice, to be aware of other people. It's not looking inwards, it's looking outwards. It takes the focus off ourselves. It says to consider how to stir up, to provoke, to encourage, to cheer on others, to love and good works. That's our job as members of family sometimes, isn't it? I think it's to mine the gold out of other people, to find the giftings, encourage those giftings and abilities in other people. Sometimes they can't see them, but you can see them as you, as you look at them. And you can encourage people in those. You can stir people up in those things to use those gifts they've been given, to give people that nudge to use the gifts and abilities they have so they can be a blessing to other people. The writer also encourages to meet together. As we meet together, there's this sense that we bring out the best in each other, don't we? So we can encourage one another. We can bring out those gifts if we meet together. And he says to encourage. I don't know about you, but I always appreciate a bit of encouragement. I don't think you can get too much encouragement, can you? You know, it's great. I love people who encourage me. It's a real blessing to me. It spurs me on to keep going. And then we come to those two key words, encouraging one another. We get to the one another's. Do you know there's probably over 100 one another's in the New Testament? We're called as a community of Christ to encourage one another, to teach one another, to pray for one another, to forgive one another, to bear with one another, to be hospitable to one another. On and on it goes, the one another's. But to do all those things, what do we need? We need one another. We can't do them in isolation. We can't do them on our own. If we don't commit to the family of God, we really can't experience these things fully, can we? We can't do them on our own. And as I wrap up this morning, this is one more thought I wanted to leave, leave you with. It's an old adage and it goes like this. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. 
If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I think that sums up what we're talking about today, doesn't it? One of the foundations of building this unshakable life is to be committed to the family of God. It's being committed to being together. The church is this amazing thing, isn't it? From small, from a small group of believers 2,000 years ago, generations of people have faithfully followed, together building on who Jesus is, a firm foundation. And today we see in every continent people living out that reality. Is the family of God perfect? By no means. Is it messy sometimes? Yeah, it can get messy, but is it worth it? I would say without a doubt. Remains today the church that Jesus died for. The church that he promised to build. And the church that he would use to bring his kingdom on earth. Can I encourage you today? Are you committed to the family of God? There's no better foundation to build your life on than Jesus as your saviour, digging into his word and sharing your life with the family of God, doing life with his people. There's great ways that you can get involved in doing that. Probably the first one I can think of here in our church is connect groups. You can ask questions, you can pray together and you can start doing those one another's that scripture talks about as you join with other people. You can start a crew group for that accountability of what's going on from day to day in your life and growing in Christ. You can come along to prayer meetings. And probably most of all, I'd say you can serve. You can get involved in the team here in using those gifts and abilities that you have to build God's church. You can go to our website if you don't know where to start, shellharbourcc.org.au. Click on the Get Involved tab, fill in a green card. We would love to talk to you about how you can get involved in serving our church. And I know right now you'd say, well, hey, I can't do that. There's a whole bunch of rules going on right now. But hey, make a start. Have a think about those things. Pray on those things, how you can get involved in the community of God. There's lots of things we can be doing and innovative ways that we can be sharing together and encouraging one another. And um, really looking forward to the face-to-face again. Let's love us to pray as we finish this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you made us for relationship. Thank you you made us for family. And thank you as we commit to you that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are a family. Help us to do that family well, Father. Thank you that it helps us to build an unshakable life. Build your church, Lord God. Build it strong. Help us to play our part, we pray, today. And you might say this morning, well, I'm not part of that family of God, but I really want to be a part of that family of God. I want to know what it is to be an authentic community with other people. I'd love you just to pray with me this morning, this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent Jesus to pay the price for my sin. 
Thank you as I accept him as my saviour. I'm part of your family. I'm a child of God. Come into my heart now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Now and forever. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, again, we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to encourage you and get connected with you. Again, head to our website, get involved tab, fill out a yellow card there. We would love to get in contact with you, pray with you and see what we can do to get you moved along in your journey. That'd be fantastic. I'm going to pass back over to Tom again now and he's going to let you know uh, what's going on moving forwards in the church. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Have a blessed week.